Hello everyone, hope you are doing well. Welcome to another episode of DevOps with Zach. I'm Arshad Zakaria and today I have Kanchana Vikramasinghe to discuss about how SRE relates to DevOps. He is a VP and product manager of Corio Data Plane at WSO2. So let's get started. Hi Kanchana, thank you very much for joining with me today. So how are you doing? I am good, Arshad, and um, yeah. It's a bit sunny in Melbourne today, so hopefully it stays. Okay, there. so it's, it's raining in Singapore today. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so real nice to uh, uh, you're here. I mean, real nice to uh, uh, have you here as a, a guest today. So today, uh, I thought of you know uh, discuss about uh, the SRE and DevOps. So uh, I want to make sure like uh, everyone know that uh, what's the main main difference of SRE and DevOps uh, to you know uh, fulfill them with the knowledge. So, uh, sh- shall we talk about like uh, how SR is uh, different than DevOps? Sure, sure. So may- maybe I should start um, like because um, the DevOps came first, right? Until yes, correct. Google kind of um, started announcing that they're using the SRE, which they have been using for a very long time, even though it came out a little bit later. So if you look at DevOps, um, DevOps is actually not a single person. So. I think that's where a lot of the people get a little bit confused around what is DevOps and what is SRE and so Correct. on and so forth, right? DevOps is really like, if you look at it, it's a set of practice that helps the, the people behind it to automate and integrate process between the software development team and the IT team, right? So that the, the development team can build tests release much faster in a reliable way, right? That kind of in a nutshell is kind of like the encapsulation of what what is DevOps, right? Some people still refer to it as a culture. Obviously, now there are industry um, uh, you know titles around it, like DevOps engineer, yeah. uh, DevOps architect, <laughs> so on and so forth. Correct, correct. But it all revolves around that, right? And again, there is a there is a statement by I think it was one of the Atlassian. Um, uh, you know, people who probably had the product for their um, service days, he said DevOps isn't a single person, it's everybody's job, right? That's that's true, yeah. yeah. Having said that, obviously, right, DevOps um, came about because of the dysfunction between the um, uh, engineering development teams and the operations. It used to be developers develop and throw it over the fence to the operations and operations had to go figure out with the whatever the nodes they had, so on and so forth, how to deploy this and get this one running up and running in production, right? Yeah, correct. However, with you know, a lot of this agility and so on and so forth, what happened was like they started, okay, well, you know, we wanted to work together very closely because you know, things are in higher demands now. So why don't we actually you know, work together in a way that the operations team can help the developers to go faster, like I said earlier, like, you know, you build, test, get the software out quicker, right? So then they started putting things like CI, CD, you know, CI for continuous integration, continuous deployments, Git-based workflows, and also, you know, to, to manage what's in production, you know, IT services and incidents and so on and so forth. That's kind of like the birth of the, the DevOps, DevOps moment, right? The SRE, on the other hand, um, so on the Google side, so what they kind of define um, in terms of SRE, there was mastermind by uh, somebody 
uh, called Ben Kenya. He never really wrote the definition, but what he says is what happens when the software engineer or the developer put something into production and they had to look after it. They had to carry a pager. So it means that your application is up and running. You know, it's available all the time, right? One good example was, Ashad, that the SRE engineer that were looking after the Google's search page, you know, the page that you land. Everyone right? uses that, right? Yeah, <laughs> That's right. Everyone uses it. So they, so have, they have so many engineers like taking turns and carrying the pager, right? Even if they were having a shower, I, I, I was listening to one of, their, one of their talks, they had the, sh- the, the, the pager in practically in the shower because if something has gone wrong on their website, nobody can do any searches, right? Okay. But what that led to was when things put it into production, the SREs or the site reliability engineers, I think the original came because they were kind of looking after site and then obviously it expanded into applications as well, but they kept the name as SRE, right? And and what they were doing is, unlike the DevOps, they wouldn't like come in and help you with putting the tooling and so on and so forth together, right? To, 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 for you to test, uh, you know, do your um, continuous integration, continuous testing, all that. What they did, the SRS did was to actually help running that application in a more efficient way in production, right? So find out things more proactively than reactively, right? If your application, for example, is slowing down, right? They needed to know in advance, kind of like, why is it kind of slowing down? Where is it kind of slowing down? And and, then... take it back to Google again, one of the things that they did was like, say, if they were getting millions, I hit search for, let's say, you know, we have COVID now, right? Like when the COVID outbreak came out first, people were hitting, they didn't really care about the page three, page four of the search. They wanted to get the information in the first couple of pages, but if the other pages slow down, it didn't really matter, right? So with the with the search engine product engineers, the SRE team worked together saying, let's make sure that people get the answers they want, maybe in the first page or in the second page. But if the others slow down, it's okay, right? That I, again, I, I think, uh, yeah, Kanchana, we, we, uh, we can accept, right? Even though, like, uh, personally, when we search, uh, I don't think we go for, like, four or five pages, right? Like, we, don't, we don't. We don't, right? right? We don't, yeah, yeah correct. Exactly. Yeah. Normally, you know, you would go the second page, right? Yeah. yeah. 90% of the time you ended up in the first page. 95% maybe you might go to, right? It's highly unlikely to go to the third page unless Correct. you do really fine, right? Yeah. So that led to what are we going to tell our customers the availability, which is commonly known in the industry for a very long time, the SLA, service level agreement, right? Yeah. Typically way back, you know, when when we didn't have the agility, we didn't have the cloud. Normally, if you were lucky, you would get 99.95, right? Available, right? Which means you're still down for quite a significant amount of time over a year. But that also, (coughs) excuse me, that also had um, scheduled downtime. But when Google, Amazon, and Facebook, those guys came into picture, they did not really consider having scheduled downtime. They wanted to give a seamless experience. If they said 99.95, 
that means the whatever the product or the, the site that they you know given will have 99.95 very minimal downtime okay they continuously do the, the zero downtime deployment side like that uh, that's absolutely don't feel it, right. right yeah correct correct so so then the sra engineers um what they decided was if you're telling the customer the site is going to be available 99.95 which means internally we need to have a service level objective which is slo which mu- which is much higher than that right because right. nothing can be really 100% available that is kind of a fallacy right it, 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 people people may still feel like it's 100% available but that negligible downtime they don't really you know get it right so they they okay with it right so so that kind of led to google engineers defining the sar is defining this uh, service level objectives and they said service level objective must be one minus a very small error budget right what that means was you cannot have a system with zero errors right that, we have to agree we that's right have a, yeah we have to agree yeah way back like um us had a program called i think it was star wars so they may have an event called star wars what they were trying to do was to get to zero defects with spent a lot of money couldn't achieve it right what they didn't really think about is you know you cannot have zero defects software right definitely so, that's why we have releases monthly like uh, uh, that's the purpose of that right like um, we exactly. cannot have like zero uh, zero error application <laughs> exactly exactly so they agreed with the team so now the difference there is now if you think about your original topic devops versus sres right they have to work very collaboratively because the devops engineers right help the developers to get things into production in a very efficient way sres on the other hand work with them to ensure that what when it get to production right it perform the way that you said the slos and slas right and if your error budget is going high for example you may not be able to meet the sla that you given to the customer right so then the sre engineers unlike the devops engineers they get down and sit down with the developer sometimes even by themselves kind of look at the application and how it works now this is a major difference to what the devops engineers do DevOps engineers do a lot of still operations work compared to SRE. In Google's philosophy, was you only spend fifty percent on operation activities. You spend on the other fifty percent improving the application, right? How it runs in production, how it handles the errors, how it actually improve and you know get that feedback. to the developers so they can actually immediately you know fix the bug so, so continue where the that's the point where the observability comes right that's right that's right so 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 in terms of both devops and uh, sres right you have the traditional kind of observability as well but companies like which is now part of google dora and so on and so forth have come up with research based metrics that helps the team to identify that measure what matters right correct it is not about measuring everything you measuring what matters 
right? If you got 10 microservices, you know, you need, you need to be able to measure the latencies between all those microservices and also have an aggregated level metric saying my business service combine all those microservices able to perform under uh, one second, 99% of the time, right? Yes. And, and, or even sometimes you might say 90, 95% of the time do it one second and 99% of the time you would do it under two seconds, right? Now that's the responsibility and observability metrics that uh, this SR engineers need. So they, they do this at multiple level, right? So they do it at the microservices, individual microservices level, as well as the full end-to-end tracing, right? So that actually introduced things like distributed tracing, uh, ability to log at, log at each point for, for application logs, as well as auditing purposes as well, right? right? Another thing that the SR engineers would be responsible as well in terms of are there any security leaks and things like that are going on. Right. Even even comes to logs, I have seen like uh, personally uh, uh, in some uh, corrections when they post in the blocks, you know, like they, they, they share all the logs, but they don't, they, uh, a lot of sensitive information is also there. They don't care. They just wanted to get the answers, but uh, they, ha- they have no idea about uh, what they're sharing on the uh, like uh, blogs or any medias to get the help. But I have seen a lot of uh, sensitive information on those logs. Like uh, I believe that I think we can add something like uh, uh, into that area, like uh, the, the, the importance of the, the logs, but at the same time, like you said, the security side. Exactly. So you need to imp, uh, like uh, log ship all the info, like uh, maybe we, we need only the warning and errors, right? So yeah, like personally identifiable info. data, right? Like correct, if, the, if that particular API had your name and your email address, things like that, those things need to be masked, right? They shouldn't be in the logs. Even the SRE engineer shouldn't be seeing that, right? Because... Correct. It's it's maybe okay still internally, but what if that get out? Like like you said, somebody posted on Slack um, overflow and you know asking for help, and yeah. you're basically exposing all the customer data, and and hence even IP like, addresses. <laughs> that's right, even IP addresses, right? I mean, yes, it might be internal IP addresses, but if they know the external IP address, they know what the internal IP address too, right? So so coming back to like the the you know the Dora. Uh, Dora team that is now part of Google, right? Correct. Um, they develop from a from a success criteria measurement, especially for the DevOps. They didn't do a lot of uh, metrics for the SREs as such because SREs was, you know, driven by the SLI and the SLOs and finally by the SLA, right? And the the stuff that they measure is equivalently important for both parties. Lead time. Right. How long does an, a, a development team, together with the DevOps team, to get a product into production or a fix into production? Right. And the frequency do the develop uh, the uh, deployment. Time to restore. Time to restore comes to the SRE, even though it's kind of like a DevOps activity, right? Because that's taken away from their error budget. Right. Change fail percentage. Sometimes we say we want to deploy 10 times a day, right? But 10 times a day for certain API may not be correct because if it's a payment API, do the consumer or the, you know, the, the application developer, do they want to get interrupted 10 times, right? Probably not, right? 
and and then the other thing they did was they compared how you perform with your industry peers right so you can you can actually go to google and if you, if you search on dora uh, the measuring framework it lets you to kind of assess how your organization doing as well right at the same time there was another framework called clams which is which is all about devops the culture what it stands for is culture automation lean measurement and sharing right that stands for clams right so i think in a nutshell ashad the, the 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 major key difference is between the devops and the sre sre is not just about the observability right observability is a big part of their day to day activities but the the 50% or more is to help the developers and the devops to improve what you're running in production right yeah i can say like observability is a different like a, is a vast area so <laughs> it, it, uh, it, we can talk about like hours and hours about observability I, I, personally i love that part, uh, that area you like absolutely the, the, the I matrix, absolutely yes. yeah. yeah but i've seen needed. a lot of sorry no no i'm saying is it is needed yeah. it is needed because the the what matters for sr is to measure the only way they could do that is having the observability in place right so if there right. is no observability in place you know they won't be able to proactively know right long time ago a lot of people were reacting to it because the sls were much lower so on and so forth the world has rapidly changed things have gone agile evolving, and right. evolving. the technology evolving so we have to uh, exactly. polish the knowledge always yeah exactly like if you think yeah. about right your even your mobile banking application you know sometimes occasionally i get messages say 2 o'clock in the morning that i they're going to have a scheduled downtime it's not that 2 o'clock in the morning that i would jump on the phone and actually want to check my bank balance or do a transfer right <laughs> yeah correct as a customer i get little upset oh why why are they doing that because what what if you know i was in sri lanka or in singapore then the 2 o'clock in australia is is a is a working hour in singapore or or in sri lanka i mean singapore might be slightly into the into the night time but sri lanka or uk you know it is still a working hour right and you could be doing an actual transaction yes right? it may so impact they, a lot of uh, business as well yeah. that's right this is where the sres come in to actually take those feedback from the customers and go back to the development and the devops teams and say we need to think about how do we how we're going to do our deployment zero downtime pretty much right customers aren't going to impact right even if they impact maybe they can get to the login page maybe they'll might get an error for a second when they log in but the next second they's able to log in right that would be an ideal situation customer might immediately get a little bit upset but within a second they say oh, okay i can log in maybe it was a internet connection or something right but if yeah. it was down for an hour or two hours they'll be very <laughs> unhappy right it very will be a very impact for the uh, i mean like uh, personally like so like uh, end users and for the businesses right those who are using their payment gateways and stuff correct yeah. Yeah, and one more thing i love to add like uh, share your opinion about this as well so when we talk about the dora like uh, we were talking about the time to restore service right so i have mm-hmm. seen a lot of uh, deployments they do in the day, night time but as a person i believe if you are practicing good devops uh, practices uh, we no need any downtime we should be able to uh release the uh, do the releases anytime as possible for that i think uh, 
the 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 reproducible of the bills and the, the deployment artifact should be smaller size like uh, it should be able to reproduce very faster and uh, uh, i have seen that a uh, lot of uh, the, the articles are that a lot of problems with these build sizes like okay for example if you get a node.js application they they put all the third-party plugins and you know they build like uh, the mbs and gbs of that their content image and Correct. trying to uh, if there anything like uh, to restore restore back to the previous version it's hard to do because of the huge size right so That's i hard. think uh, that part also really really important uh, in that area i believe yeah that's where the the SREs and DevOps works very nicely close together. Um, I can't unfortunately name one of the the companies that I consulted here, here in Australia, very large telco. They they one of the things when we moved them to DevOps SRE culture, one of the things we created was you deploy during the working hours. The reason for that is you're fresh in the working hours. You're not uh, you know coming at two o'clock in the night or uh, in the weekend where you you know you are very tired right and 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 doing so ashad like you said what we told them was keep your packages very small right because even if you're doing like a ro- rolling upgrade you want to keep it very small so that you can do that iteratively very fast very quickly right but certainly you can use the environments like kubernetes and so on and so forth now available to you so that means you can actually avoid lot of the downtime that you traditionally had right taking approaches like blue green deployments canary deployments ab testing so on and so forth was a- able to do with um you know the technologies such as kubernetes right so so I, I more and more kubernetes uh, helps us to you know make our life easier uh, especially with the auto healing and auto scaling part uh, it's well, I, i would like to mention that one as well yeah personally I, i i love to use kubernetes so like like you said so you know the devops need to have those tools and fully automated if you're going to do deployments that frequently and during the day and even during the evenings of the weeks week weekday rather than in the weekends and and packaging it to be smaller those are the things that the sre team would come and help and say you know something that you're deploying is going to take a lot of time so even two two minutes could be a big downtime in in today's environment yeah any uh, other questions i think it's a good uh, good uh, anything else you want me to yes, add it's, it's it's a good uh, ex- i mean like the uh, uh, very best uh, explanation i have seen so far about uh, uh, comparing these two really really thank you so uh, I, I, when we talk, talk about sr and devops yes i think uh, this this area i think really really important to mention that you know the ex- accident can be happen right normally people may can do human errors can be done so uh, yes. you, uh, personally I, as a best devops practices and uh, in a good devops culture uh, we should not blame that person so no no yeah, yeah. what do you think about that so so um you know my my uh, previous company uh, you know platformer from day one we had the the culture that it's uh, completely blameless right when you have postmortems they have uh, you know blameless postmortems the reason why we do the postmortems and do the five eyes and so on and so forth so we can identify what happened within a, within the company within the teams and also sometimes to explain to the customers as well and guess what 
when you actually been that honest to the customers and you're not blaming anyone, you're not pointing finger at anyone, working collaboratively as a team, uh, as a single team, customers like it, right? And they also then starting to trust you more and more, right? Doesn't mean that, you know, they would expect you to repeat the same mistake. Obviously not, right? But, um, you know, they expect you to be honest and upfront and, you know, tell what happened. And the only way that you could do that is you do not have a blame, uh, you know, blame culture, right? Yeah, that, that's Very correct, important. right? I mean, like, uh, uh, th- that's really important to understand that I don't like to call the DevOps engineers or SR engineers because, like you said, it's not one-man person work. So uh, uh, we can call it a DevOps enabler or DevOps uh, consultant or, you know. Uh, I mean, the, the reality ina- is in the, in, the, yes. in the industry, they have, you know, uh, kind of like put titles for people. That's okay. I mean, even we did that. You yes. know, Google has done that too. And that's Everyone no, is doing no that. Problem. That's that's totally agree. Yeah, that's I agree. Yeah, totally. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, I, next one, I wanted to like talk about the postmodern, right? You already mentioned. So um, can you give us some, some tips like how to do a good postmodern and how kind of a bad postmodern, like a brief? I, I think the, like I said, if you had the culture that you're not going to get blamed or you're not going to, um, uh, you are not going to point finger at someone, which is also called um, psychological safety right which is That's correct. Quite, quite quite important so what happened then is the team become really open right because they know the we, the reason why we have having the postmortem we do not want to repeat this mistake again as a company as a team right when they get that it's easier to go through the five eyes as you know you, you probably have heard about the five eyes to you know get to the root cause you correct. ask why this happened and then, and then next, ask why? How could could we have avoided that? And you go up to a five, and most of the time, you actually before you get to the five, you actually know what has happened, right? Correct. In 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 rare occasions, you go through the five, and you may still not have an answer. That has happened. And once again, not having the blameless culture help. If you start actually saying, you know, come banging on the tables and say, what what the hell happened, and so on and so forth. Team gets really scared and they don't want to collaborate. They will take as long as time to defend themselves. So they're going to come up with answers, not what you want. The, the so fake answers, to, like they, they want to pretend, okay, they want to cover, yeah. cover up themselves, right? That's it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They come up and say, we didn't have login there, right? And that was not part of our framework. Architects did not actually ask us to do that. Right, because they are also trying to defend themselves and put put the blame in someone else. Right. Instead, if you had the blameless culture, you would say, when we work together with the architect, we completely forgot that we should have done login there. Right at that point, that you immediately know if we had done that, yes, we would have been able to get to the root cause very quickly. That that is what you want to achieve, not exactly. the other way around. Yeah. So where I come the, the, that's where I come the process, right? Personally, I have done mistakes in my career, so uh, I'm lucky. Everyone to have, like, might. Everyone, I shall. Everyone, I mean. right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. I'm lucky to have like a good uh, ma- managers and leaders with me, so I have done mistakes. So, uh, like you said, they never blame, and we have this good culture uh, taking as a team. Uh, so, if anyone is listening to this, I'm telling that be honest. So, uh, so when I when I have done these mistakes, so I, I I so first immediate action what I did is I informed my immediate manager. Uh, the lead that time 
uh, I I told him exactly what happened, what is the what 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 the thing I did. Then he was calming me down and uh, immediately arranged a meeting, and we were discussing what we can do. So so rectify that uh, immediately. So I think that 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 open up culture, like you said, uh, it's really important. It's not about uh, everyday boy working tool with the tools, right? That like That's you said, right. that psychological uh, uh, things also Safety, matter, yeah. right? Yeah, psychological safeties matter a lot. But it's hard, you know, I mean, because... It's about still, the mindset to understand also, I think. Not correct, everyone correct. can understand this. That's right, Ashan. I mean, if you think about everyone in an organization, if you're a junior intern, you've done a mistake, you know, you're a bit... We are humans, right? We're all humans. Even yes, though correct. we say we have a blameless culture, we have a psychological safety establishing, they may be afraid to talk immediately, right? Sometimes I have done that myself, like, you know, leave the room and let those people talk to the people who are who they may be comfortable with, right? Sorry. Sorry. Immediately, because we want to, at the end of the day, right? Even if you're the boss of the company, you don't want to be, you know, be a blocker to get the right answer, right? If you have to leave the room because they can speak freely and tell their immediate um, and get the right answer, you should do that. You should not have the the mindset of, oh, I am the boss, I should know everything. The only way you're going to get to know everything is if you actually establish a culture. I, like I personally believe that, Kanchan. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't mind with the other person is a junior or senior uh, from a different cast or whatever. I don't, I'm like, uh, there, there are a lot of things, right? Some people, like you said, okay, I'm the boss, I know everything. I'm this expert. I have this certification. No, I go and ask them, anyone, anyone. Exactly. I don't have, like, if I want to know, I will learn. I would love to. Uh, learn so I, I would say like if anyone was listening be a good listener right so uh, 100%, 100% yes yeah and don't attack them right yeah you can you can always help them you can always um you know go back and tell them like okay maybe you should think like this next time right that's the kind of culture and that's the kind of post-mortem that you know everyone wants to right sure yeah yeah uh, so, is there anything else you want to uh, tell my uh, our audience that uh, to follow um, or anything like at last? <laughs> I, I know, like I said, like you know, industry has already uh, you know labeling engineers as DevOps and SREs and so on and so forth. But if you look at a typical DevOps engineer, what they should have is really good, ex- excellent communication skills, right? They should be able to understand system administration really well. Experience in tooling that are available, even if they are Puppet, Chef, or some of the legacy tooling, doesn't matter. I mean, that's how DevOps got started way back. And also start thinking like a developer. So you would start automating things, infrastructure as code, right? Configuration management, all those things. You would kind of think, okay, I am also going to keep my stuff in Git. So why? What happens? It could be an environment issue. So I could revert my code back to how it was before. I don't want to blame the development team because it could be my fault, right? So things like that. So those kind of like the typical uh, DevOps engineers um, skills. Uh, SR is not a lot of different. The only thing that I could think about is in in, in terms of the SR is they're very heavy in um, how how, how uh, observability and things like that are done. They may actually be uh, developers in their past life before they became an SRE. The reasoning is that sometimes they debug applications, right? To identify where the real issues are, right? So those are kind of the, like the takeaways in terms of like if you want to get into either the, the DevOps engineer stream or the SRE engineer stream, 
these are kind of things that you probably need to start thinking about. Like you said, Ashad, I, I don't think that you should think SRE is only doing one thing, which is observability. Correct, that is correct, completely correct. incorrect. Right? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, thank you very much, Kanchana, for your time. And I, 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 uh, My like, pleasure, uh, Mike. Yes. So I'm planning to do another few sessions with you soon because it's really nice to talk into you today. Uh, yeah, thank you very much for your time. And have a yeah. nice day, okay? Have a nice weekend. Yes, you too. Take care. Stay safe as well. Thank you. Thank you, Kanchana, for joining with us today. Hope to see you all there soon with another episode of DevOps with Zach. Until then, take care. Bye-bye.